Well, now, oops, ready. Right away, we've already found out that uh, StreamYard has already lost access to the Facebook account. We're going to recount. Can't believe it kicked off the Facebook already, Mike. Yeah, that was fast, right? Account isn't locked. Unusual activity. This may mean that someone has used your account without knowledge. Um, I guess we're going to. Give me a second here. Unlock next. Here, login details. This is sad. Nah, never mind. We're just going to continue going. They've all moved on to TikTok anyway, Mike. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll just remove this and hopefully put that in. We'll, we'll just remove uh, the, the group for now as uh, one of the options. <sighs> well... As I said, this is uh, the first time we're trying this, and, uh, well, no one's watching. Well, that's probably a good thing at this moment. Oh, except Mo. Oh, Mo came on. Great, he's giving us a watch for the first time. Well. He's going to give us the critical eye, as they say. Yeah, well, that's what I think will happen. Here's the deal. We knew sooner or later we'd have to come into the uh, visual world. The, as I said, this this space heater, and we're trying streaming for the first time doing a space heater. Uh, Mike Nicholas here at Six Points. James is at his home in, um, in Mississauga. We're both trying to rock mustaches, but as you can see, James is probably doing a way better job at it than I am. You know November is over, right? Yeah, well, I do know that, and uh, you missed me by a day because I think I'm shaving it off tomorrow because I got to go get a haircut uh, on the Saturday because it tis the season, right? Got to yeah, get ready for the family see. gatherings, not for Christmas, uh, whatever limited ones we can do this year. Well, that's, uh, yeah, eventually uh, I know I'll have to get a haircut too. Okay. As I said, it seems appropriate that our first attempt to do a live stream of this podcast is just a space eater chat between the two OGs, me and you. Mm -hmm. And we're going to, over the next little bit, uh, iron out the kinks as best we could. And as it sits right now, the stream yard, as you can see, we have a, as you can see on the top left corner, uh, the StreamYard logo is there. It's part of the deal to use their services in this case for this particular subscription. But as it stands right now, we're just going to do whatever live episodes we are going to do, obviously on this platform, on this video platform. And Likely the Space Eater chats. Some of them will be recorded. Some of them will be live. Probably do interviews through this as well. The one thing we're not planning to use on this platform at the moment is regular episodes of the podcast. And uh, the it's a technical issue because if we try to use this, we won't be able to really edit it. And in the process... You won't hear the uh, sound effects that I'm known to put in to the uh, to the final recording if you ever listen to the regular podcast. Although, yeah, I guess uh, for people who will see this, uh, I guess that'll be their choice as to whether or not they want that to be the case. In any event, we're just uh, here to test out the 
the StreamYard functions. And now we already know Facebook, or at least Facebook groups, this is, we're trying to link this up with the Facebook group. And well, that's already a fail. Maybe we'll try a page and we'll make a page for the, uh, for this podcast. Any first impressions though, James? Well, we're live and that's a good thing. I haven't uh, actually went on to the YouTube or Twitch to see uh, what Mo's uh, typing up, if he is typing up anything. Or if well, we went to oh, two we, viewers. We can, we were, well, yeah, we haven't gone to two viewers yet. Uh, just hit the comments page at the top though, uh, on the top right corner there, okay? And you'll be able to see whoever's uh, replying and what platform they're on. So we know Mo is watching on Twitch. Yeah, he just uh, gave us a hey. Mm-hmm. So hey there, Mo. Yeah, thanks. Uh, well, you know, ba- basically all the listeners of the podcast are probably us. So, <laughs> uh, but that's, uh, I guess, we the reality. And we uh, did uh, find ourselves a story, as we said, that well, we'll talk about during that. the week. Yeah, so it's, it's, that's always uh, good, hell too. A, it's hell of a story when we get rounded in a, just a little bit. As I said, we're just doing this to test out the services and see if we want to continue. You know, you know, my, um, my money back guarantee is ends tomorrow, right? So <laughs> we got some decisions to make. You got to do like all the QAs and video games. You got to break the system, huh? To see how far it'll bend. Well, it'll probably I'll probably uh, crack first before it does. <laughs> so we put well, up- Zuckerberg's uh, platform cracked on us, so I guess we didn't pay him uh, enough money <laughs> or give him enough private him? information. Oh yeah, God's sakes. <laughs> okay, we put up the episode last night, as you know, uh, episode fifty was it fifty four? If I remember correctly, episode 54 went up last night. The mentions on the various platforms were uh, made today, at least uh, via Twitter and Facebook posts to the usual places. And I guess we'll follow up on those at some point. And what's the other things to mention? Oh, I, I will. We'll just keep a, we'll just keep the conversation fluid. As, as I said, First impressions I already have of this is, in some respects, Zoom may may be just a little bit better, at least in one key factor, and that's uh, virtual backgrounds. We tried testing the virtual backgrounds a little bit earlier, but uh, neither of us render really well. I guess you need a real green screen to do that. Yeah, they made mention of green screen on that and stuff like that, and I'm not sure if that factors into it or not but it doesn't seem to have an effect on other platforms we tried, like Zoom, as you said. Well, uh, remember when we did the Anime North episode and I put that background from Ocean Waves behind me? Mm-hmm. That worked out okay, I thought. Just looking back on the video, and I do see the the video is still there on the Anime North Compass group. And yeah, I think this was part of the uh, experience for us when we did that live episode of the Roundtable back in May. It was fun. It was fucking nerve-wracking. I guess we'll have to edit that out. It was nerve-wracking a little bit. But it was a new experience, at least for the way we do our show. We got to actually see the chat. And granted, it's about 100 people. I guess that's not too bad. Mind you, I watch a lot of Twitch streams that have 
easily mm-hmm. hundreds, if not a couple thousand. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to hear from the chat as we did that episode. Granted, many of them were friends of the show, longtime listeners, or um, I found out later on, uh, Kevin. <laughs> Neil, I found out later on, was also uh, in the chat for that episode. So that was a, that was a good experience, and we had a lot of fun doing it. But as I said, I think last week, we were dependent on Anime North's tech department, uh, Steph uh, in particular, to help us do that. And I didn't have the will at the time to start looking at doing this on a more regular basis until maybe the last couple weeks. So, well, as I said, the roadcaster was the first step. And uh, the steps continue with this uh, StreamYard. Um, oh, hey, now Mo is a... Uh, hey, we have a second viewer, and it's Mo again, this time on YouTube. Thanks, Mo. What's Can't up? believe it. There's two Mo's. Well, here, let it's me show you. There's Mo. Yeah, there's Mo again. There you go. Yeah, there's, <laughs> Mo, there's Mo's first message. Yeah, there, that's him. So we have two, two viewers, all the same guy. This, is, this doesn't bode well. No, I think there's two Mo's in the GTA. Well... Of course there is. Name's Shamarki. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the the uh, the experimentation and the transformations and the changes really will just continue, and we'll give it a shot here, and we'll see what the feedback is. We'll try and build up the audience just a little more. Hope many of the listeners will uh, give the uh, live versions, the video versions that'll eventually go up a shot. A li- one likely scenario also is I mentioned episode 54 went up. There's a good possibility we will just put up a strict recording of the episode now on the YouTube page, which it, which now goes live along with this uh, with this space heater chat tonight. Okay, so I've stated before whenever we do a space heater more recently, whenever we do a space heater, the purpose of the space heater is usually to start a discussion and then hope that we can continue the discussion when the table fills up in the near future. And uh, boy, we got a juicy one, at least one talk to talk about tonight. And this came down the pipe earlier tonight. What's the name of this YouTube channel again? Uh, it was uh, totally uh, not Mark. Totally not Mark. Yeah. Yep. The YouTuber that... who was hit with 150 copyright claims for reviews featuring anime footage, mainly from Toei Animation. This is quite a story. That, and um, we've heard about before on uh, the YouTube side and stuff like that. We've heard it from video games and stuff like that. This is... We've also seen it in anime and stuff like that, but this is a big one uh, on the Anitube uh, scene, and I know a lot of people have made reactions along to uh, Mark's reactions. And the other thing is, he said, is it's just not Mark himself. He has a team behind him that helps him produce these videos and stuff like that. They do it once a week. And so it really uh, takes a hit to all of them that this would happen. And it's 150 copyright 
copyright claims, as he said, basically striking them down so that he can't monetize them. And they do it once a week. Basically, that's a good chunk of their content gone. And uh, as they said, like trying to fight it back, you have to fight it one at a time. You can't fight it all at once and stuff like that. And the way it's happened is just kind of mind blowing because as he said, it's in relation to Dragon Ball and One Piece, I believe. And some of it is still images. Some of it was not even even footage or still images. They were doing drawings, I believe, of either characters or scenes or something to the effect. So it was extremely transformative. It wasn't even the original uh, material. And somehow those still got struck down. So that kind of tells you, and the fact that he said that the timestamps were a minute apart. So that tells me that it wasn't Toei themselves. They farmed it out to someone else, like a lot of these big corporations that goes and just trawls along YouTube and then tries to find these videos and strike them down and stuff like that. And for the creators to fight back, it's it's a tough hill to climb. And it kind of ties back into that dislike button thing where it's like, who was that for, the creators or the corporations? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I see now uh, Jeff has uh, chimed in mm-hmm. and he's uh, it's true. Apparently the YouTuber had partnerships with partner organizations. I think he may have had a relationship with uh, Toei in the process. That's no, this. that's why I said they had reached out to him and stuff like that. And uh, he has over 600,000 subscribers. He's been at this for a while. And obviously Christmas season, not exactly the best season to have that hit you and as he said uh, i looked at a few other uh places that were talking about his issue and promoting and saying hey go to his patreon stuff like that and he's been in uh, people's comments and he's been really thankful he said he owes a lot of favors he joked i think in a lot of the comments i saw and he said he was so proud to be a part of the anti-tube uh, community and stuff like that that everyone was able to come together but all of them said the same thing that we could have been in this guy's shoes as well and the reason we brought up uh, the Kotaku article uh, right here is it adds a little more flavor to it. Like Brian uh, Ashcraft, he links the video and he talks about it, but then he brings back to the fact of the Japanese copyright law. And they look at fair use and transformative stuff very differently than the rest of the world. Like it's kind of basically not there. And in the article, he had uh, Brian Ashcroft a few things like from uh, a Japanese attorney, Keiji uh, Sugiyama, who had a presentation at Fordham University talking about Japanese copyright law and some of the things. And one of the articles he looked at was the author shall have the right to preserve the integrity of his work and its title against any distortion, mutation or any other modification against his will. And so basically that puts a lot of power on them and they probably gave that power to some third party. And basically it's like if the author doesn't want their work to be shown a certain way, like on YouTube or anywhere, then they can just strike you down like a bolt of lightning almost. And it's even worse when you factor in how YouTube handles disputes and stuff like that. So it's all mixed in together in this terrible, uh, kerfuffle to say the least like it's on toei and youtube 
and everything. And uh, hopefully him and his team are able to ride it out. And there have been other things, uh, just to put a note on it, uh, Mike. I was watching uh, the anime man, uh, Joey, on his second channel, Joey. And he uh, had some interesting uh, things on this, talking about the Japanese uh, side of it. And a lot of these people in the higher places of power, especially Toei being over 50 years old, that they're older uh, people and stuff like that and may not be, how do you say, uh, technology or internet savvy and stuff like that. Well, when you have a cabinet minister in charge of technology in Japan who may not have ever opened up a computer, you know you start to have a few issues there. And this is where it gets crazy because they're just fawning it off. And then, as we said, they're doing one thing where they're trying to say, hey, we want to do a partnership. But on the other, they're allowing people to then disrupt their livelihood and stuff like that and not live in the 21st century. And as Joey, uh, the anime said in his video, he's tried to make those connections with the people and write the ship. And he said, it's kind of like pushing that boulder up the hill. It's hard to do. And then the other thing he said that really struck me, and I don't know why I didn't think about it before, that really is the bullet in the heart of it, too, is if you think about this, like 150 copyright claims just decimating a YouTube channel, you know what they where they don't do something like this, Mike? They don't do this at Comicat. And guess what? I'm sure there are some creators there selling some very uh, not uh, PG-rated uh, uh, material that are based off uh, Dragon Ball and One Piece. And they don't go into those tables and say, get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Or we're going to sue you and take every cent out of your uh, bank account. You know what I mean? And, and they've allowed that for years and years. And it's just become an okay thing so it's like they turn a blind eye one place so why wouldn't they be able to turn that blind eye here and the other part of it is some people to try and get away from this i know there have been i guess companies in that word they'll block your videos on youtube from certain regions so they would block you from japan in hopes that they won't try to hit your channel and that doesn't always uh, work sometimes too and yeah. They talk about the Japan side too. Like it's yeah, Jeff, Jeff uh, kind of uh, seems to say as much when he says, "Yet the entire industry lets Dojin comics slide." Keep in mind, I think some of it is also proving ground in many ways. Mm. Like, I mean, like, like I mean, up and coming artists start up in Dojins, a lot of them, right? And a lot mm. of them can be discovered at Comic Cat. So there's and you think about Ken Akamatsu and other things that champion uh, those places too, right? It's like yes. So yeah, I wonder what Akamatsu actually thinks of this. That would be interesting. Yeah, no, it was funny too. I was thinking about um, Joey's video too, and the other thing I think about, and he went back to just YouTube in general, and he talked about Japanese YouTubers, and it's like how many can you actually name and. He said it's a very different feel in Japan for a YouTuber than it is in the West, where because they don't have the fair use and the um, transformative nature and stuff like that, what happens is uh, a lot of them, it's almost like Japanese TV, where they will bleep out words, they will blur images and stuff like that while talking about topics and stuff like that. So what 
exactly are they doing? You know, I mean, it's kind of batshit crazy. It's all, and they said they do it on Japanese TV. They do it on some of these YouTube channels for video games and anime and stuff like that because they don't want lightning to strike down on them. But it still could happen, right? It's that it's crazy that they're living in that sphere and that no one's willing to step up and say, you know what? It's like this is nuts. It's kind of what's what, there's that phrase ba- bass act words, or at least contradictory. I mean, with all of this going on, I, here I am watching an episode of Cool Japan on NHK World, and I keep hearing yo on the topic of Cowboy Bebop. I keep hearing Yoko Kano and Cowboy Bebop music throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Did, did Yoko Kano give permission for that? <laughs> That's just my question. I think it's an honest question. I don't know. But it, I guess it's just within the country hard to say like and the thing is with japan they're so risk averse and stuff like that and it's going to take time to at least make them malleable to our way of thinking for some of them especially the older generation some of the newer generation it's like the pushing the boulder uphill and stuff like that and it's like it's hopefully something is going to give in the right direction for once and stuff like that because you can't just continue to do that. And the other question is the copyright law and stuff like that, because we know they've tried to probably change it. We know across the world they've tried to, I guess, change it and stuff like that. We've heard that for many uh, years and stuff like that. And there have been protests on how that's going to play out. And we still don't know how that's going to play out for good and bad, because I don't think it's going to be clear cut. I don't think it's going to be something that everyone's going to be happy with. Or copyright that's going to be shared be hot between all our regions like oh, what was the Asian Pacific uh, trade agreement I'm thinking of and copyright was going to be a part of it and stuff like that remember Pans- we had the TPP are you talking about the TPP the I think it Trans- might be the TPP the Trans-Pacific yeah partnership yeah and Canada was going to be and that was a part of the discussion too right so it's hard to say where it's going to go in the future and stuff like that mm-hmm And especially with where we are in the virtual world and stuff like that, because I still wonder if that plays a factor in their minds, because I don't think it does in a way. And we even saw that uh, with the Canadian Heritage Committee and stuff like that and Canadian content on the Internet and stuff like that, because I don't think some of those people kind of got what they were doing. You know what I mean? Are we talking C10? That as well, yes. C10 could be reintroduced. Now. And it's kind of funny, too, in that instance, because some of those are we have a, a pretty younger uh, parliament compared to Japan and a few other places. So it's kind of funny when you think about it, right? It's like, don't hate the player. Right? As they say, you just got to remember to keep your voice heard, right? That's uh, the key thing. And as we said, it was trending on Twitter for totally not March. So hopefully someone at Toei that has enough momentum, will be able to push that boulder even further up the hill and light a fire under someone who can do something, you know what I mean? Like higher up. But it's hard to say if they'll even speak the same language. It'll be like a younger person to an old person who's in his chair and probably falling asleep while they're trying to uh, get him to do the right thing, right? hmm Okay, which... which uh... It just had me thinking, all those past discussions we've had about 
the way Japanese do business, the concepts of trust within to be able to do uh, the many things that, like to be able to um, import uh, many of its intellectual properties and titles. Trust. Yeah, build up your more trust. We, we, had, we, we had that discussion with the, um, was it the Anime Tube Kickstarter some months back? I think some of that is there, but in this instance, it's kind of different on the YouTube this side in a way because I feel like obviously Toei is still taking a lion's share of the blame as they should, but my gut tells me they farmed this out to a third party company and it's just some guy doing a desk job, not getting paid much, just clicking saying, okay, this is something related to that. So we probably, it shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Sort of thing. Or just and an that, algorithm. Yeah, you could have it's the algorithm. fairly auto- automatic. Yeah, when it's a minute apart and stuff like that. And it's not good either way and stuff like that. But I'm thinking, too, like, you can see that, though, they have built up trust in some way and that they are receptive because, as we said, we're totally not marked that Toei had reached out for partnership for signs. So it's like, You've got to have all your eggs in a basket and be more cohesive as an organization, even though we know it is a big organization for Toei. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Mark seems like, and uh, we should, uh, I should just uh, quickly uh, just note his name. Uh, Mark, Mark Fitzpatrick is the, is the YouTuber's uh, full name. He thought he had that trust. And then he's like, what is it? It's like, what is it? It's like, well, it's, whatever they want at this point it's their i guess it's toei's property but where they it's just i guess this is part of that you know the part of that uh growing pains of globalization this is just one one of many different aspects that'll uh where we're going to just going to see tensions with the with uh, the original japanese rights holders as things as many properties become more popular outside of Japan. I think of it too, of course, Mike, in video games, and I've seen it with Atlas through many of their different video games for Twitch and YouTube on what you can and can't show, and it's gotten a bit better, but it's still ridiculous. And I know the Atlas uh, USA, Sega USA people have tried to get them to move the ball in the right direction, but I remember like Persona 4 Golden, I think, Steam Edition, had ridiculous things. It's like you couldn't show, and we're like, this game has been out on Vita for years and years. It's like, come on. It's like you're really going to spoil it and stuff like that. And you think about some of the thing. It's like I wonder back in the day and stuff like that. If I brought some friends over, it's like we're playing a video game and they're watching, and then they say, "Are you going to come into my room and just shut me down and stuff like that?" I was thinking about that about older games and stuff like that because. We've had many re-releases, right? And it's tough because you're thinking you want someone to experience it the same for the first time. But when it's something that old, it's like, what's going on and stuff like that. Well, it, it, that's it, like tensions on the J- Japanese side where they don't seem to want to be willing to let you show as much and stuff like that. And I think even in that Kotaku article, they talked about older games actually in Japan having issues being re-released because of this very exactly same issue in copyright and they've been trying thinking. to work that out. Mm-hmm. And well if you look in the comments, 
you just go down the comments and people will want to push out just the idea that any sort of discussion or any sort of review can get flagged just as quickly. And it happens within Japan itself. I don't know if it's Gigguk or Anime Man, but somebody linked a YouTube video to one of those two because I, I, I get I get them confused sometimes, I admit. Uh, yeah, no, Anime Man, Joy, I know. Did he, he had another video actually on his second channel where he had a Japanese YouTuber and they were doing transformative work on movie reviews. That's the one. Just got, and they just got nailed, shut down, and then fined and all this other stuff. And even the guys that were hired on to help out, they got nailed as well with penalties, like criminal, like court penalties, like fines, all this other stuff, even though they weren't the owner of the channel, stuff like that. And they asked the guy, are we good? And he's like, I thought we were good. And Mm -hmm. if they were anywhere else in the world, I think they would have been fine. Like, as Joey had said, there was transformative work there and stuff like that. But being Japan, they got the full brunt, unlike anywhere else. And this is where the tensions between you know, between Japan internally and then doing business with the rest of the outside world will start to come to fore. Like, I, I mean, I, I get it. That's an issue that happened with, happened domestically. But don't think, like, that. Ha- that's just to their own. That's just to people within the country. So... Here it is happening outside as well. So this is a, a little bit concerning. And it has me treading really lightly tonight. Because in light of this, and then watching a StreamYard video earlier today with um, a lawyer who who's specializes in copyright and streaming, is it, it, the suggestion I got is tread carefully if you're going to show the Kotaku website. Here, we're going to just just quickly let me do that one more time. And the thing is, first of all, do you think this is fair use? I think I think it definitely is fair use. I've seen it in many other YouTube videos and stuff like that. We're not showing the entire article and stuff like that. We've made mention to quotations from the article and stuff like that. But it's like and we made mention of uh, Brian Ashcraft, of course, it's like. He's been doing this for many, many uh, years and stuff like that uh, in Japan. And we made mention of him, too. So I think we are uh, okay and stuff like that. But as we said, the hammer can come down without any warning and stuff like that. And I'd say other people would get hurt more than us. Mm -hmm. Well, I I mean, the uh, that StreamYard discussion I just hinted at earlier kind of said, just get get your documents in order. Or lack of for just a basic summary of it. Obviously, there's a little bit more to it, but just have to really, really keep your keep your ass covered, for lack of a better choice of words. Anyway, let me take that off the screen. And plus, I would say the amount of time we had that on the screen is a lot less than we had uh, the image of the logo and then of our two uh, fabulous mugs. Well, yes. See, but it had me thinking also when we did the Anime North episode, we showed off a lot of little pictures, basically grabs from Google for just just for reference, right? 
So when, when we showed um, the Kentaro Mura memorial card and the um, statement from Haken Sencha announcing his, uh, his passing, we showed those on the screen rather, rather extensively for a few minutes as we talked about those. Wonder if anybody will come after us over those uh, those images. I would say no, because now obviously if it's an algorithm, algorithms don't care. But I think uh, if they realize what it is in context, hopefully you work it out and stuff like that. But it's definitely harder in this online world, as we know on YouTube and Twitch, because they got a lot on their end to fix this mess as well, because it's still a spaghetti soup. For them for like what happens when you get into these disputes because it seems the person who instigates it and says hey you're in the wrong is the one get that gets more power you know what i mean well they got the i mean they got the company the company's might for starters right and and and, and the legal might and the reason they get they get to wait 30 days and just say hey guess what we don't agree it's like and you just keep on going and going and roll it along and then it's kind of like okay maybe they'll run out of money you know what i mean and a lot of people i don't think a lot of youtubers have a lot of money to keep on fighting and fighting and fighting you know what i mean there's only so many big youtubers yeah those are well the biggest youtubers who knows but those are few and far between Mm -hmm. because it's still a young industry and as many of them have said for many youtubers that try to do this professionally stuff like that they don't know if it's still going to be there tomorrow and stuff like that. It's like a new age and stuff like that. And they're trailblazers. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And they always say that they say, if we can uh, make our money now, like a sports athlete and get some of that and have a tidy future, then we should try and go for it for some of them that are big and stuff like that. And I understand that because there may be no tomorrow. You never know what the next big thing will be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, like, I mean, we can have another discussion about that another time, and I'd have to gather a few more thoughts about, you know, the big names in streaming and what have you. I can tell you, I mean, first of all, let's uh, end, end this thought out, because I know when Mo, Kevin, and Jeff join us next time, we're going to talk a, lot, a little bit more about this story. And uh, for reference, in terms of fair use and all that stuff, uh, tell that to Mark Fitzpatrick. Because he's feeling quite the pinch, I'm sure, at the moment. And as others have been there and stuff like that, it's just, wow, never quite to this extreme and stuff like that. Like, it's most of his life's work. And as some others have said, some have had to shut down their channel and then restart another channel and stuff like that and start from scratch. And that's a lot harder to do and stuff like that because you never know if the boogeyman's going to come over. And some of them go over their stuff with a fine-tooth comb. And that's like the description, the video itself, what images they're showing. You know what I mean? So it's not uh, what it used to be uh, back two decades ago when YouTube and that first started where it was just some funny antics with people with their video camera and stuff like that, right? <laughs> like now it's turned into something entirely different. Yeah, uh, really different. But in any event, I know we'll just, as I said, we this is like another another layer, another story we can add on to many of the themes we've been talking about 
Actually, we should we should talk funny. Uh, lastly, before we leave, that funny yeah. story I told you about. Remember the video yesterday from Joey on his second channel, and see about the guys how they would feel if we gave them a survey and asked for their uh, social media details, and then at the very yeah. end asked for their password Which... for said social media details, and see if they'd be okay with that. Well, that's a, they would that's be slightly offended and be concerned what we would yeah, be doing that's with another, <laughs> You're hinting at another actual uh, news story in Japan. About and that one, uh, yeah, that was actually in Japan recently and stuff like that. And Joey had picked it up too. And it was kind of tying into this old mentality about technology and stuff like that. This one was about a Japanese middle school in the Tokyo area. And they, I don't know if they were hopefully trying to make sure their students weren't doing anything bad on the internet and all this other stuff. For And remember, for middle school, it's grade 7 to 9 in Japan. And that's probably when some of these kids are starting maybe to get online, stuff like that, and expand their uh, powers, I guess, through Twitter or whatnot, and learn about the world. And I guess, uh, as we know, Japan, Japanese schools, they're very more focused on keeping their kids, I guess, like supervised you know what i mean it isn't always the parents it's like they're like okay you shouldn't be you should be in Sport. school you should be making sure you're representing the school right in the proper way right and so i guess that's why they wanted to quote unquote uh, see where they were online and stuff like that and so they asked for their social media details in this survey but at the end they asked for their password and 276 students basically gave them the the full details like basically they doxed themselves as uh, joey said and it's kind of ridiculous that they would do that but knowing japan they probably said oh fine we'll do that but one person obviously knew this was bullshit they went to twitter called them out and basically it turned into this story now what gets even more crazy about the story mike is this as i told you those 276 documents that were fully filled out, if you were anywhere else in the world, they should be shredded and burned immediately. If they were in the European Union, they would have been fined out the wazoo because this was a big uh, whoops, so to speak. But none of that would happen in Japan. And the response they gave is that all these documents are going to be under lock and key in an office. And it's like, well, that's not a secure solution, period. And the other thing was they had, I guess, um, a parents counselor saying, went after the person that tweeted and said that what they did just publicized it and made the incident worse and stuff like that, that they could have jeopardized their privacy and security of these people and all this stuff. And they're like, that just doesn't wash anywhere else in the world. No, that no, you could do that. Like, it makes you wonder about some of these how far Japan is behind in certain things. And that no. was another reminder. Well, we remember we're talking about like these are the types of places some schools dictate whether or not, uh, whether or not you can dye your hair or your hair is expected most of them. I thought uh, only allow natural hair color, and even those with natural hair color that isn't. Um, like black or darker stuff like that, they still fight them and they have to get like exemptions saying that yes, this is their natural hair color and they're still frowned upon, which is 
crazy, but it's that conformity, right? Well, that yes. And then the other one was mm-hmm. school uniforms. I mean, there. I know that the push for for um, for girls to wear pants at school is a recent push, and it's been often turned away. But in most of North America, or in a lot of places, certainly in, uh, locally here, the option to have pants, and sometimes pants are even mandatory for women, for girls. That's only a recent development in Japan. And when in, during my time as a, as a program monitor for NHK World, and I think uh, I, brought, I mentioned I had to write a review on, the, on that news story. And I brought it up there. The um, the program monitors who uh, were my supervisors for that, they seem surprised to know that this is a non-issue here. That's how far behind things are. I guess and, it's that thing of the export, uh, the pop culture, as we say, the video games and the anime and the manga and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's still like the black ships in a way haven't arrived in a way. They're still in certain ways an isolated archipelago nation in a way. Yeah. Well, that's it's a it's a bunch of islands, right? Anyway, as I said, this is a part of the discussion. I know the others will have something to say in the uh, near future when we. Uh, when we reconvene the full version of the roundtable in the near future. And for them, if they're not comfortable giving us their passwords, they could at least do us the honor of giving us their credit card information. Here, well, let me go get mine. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, almost it tonight. I think we have proven beyond a sh- uh, shadow of a doubt that we do have faces for radio. And don't worry, Mike, the lightning of floor will probably come down on us, the internet well, gods or whoever yeah. ever it is strikes down these videos. Well, whatever algorithm. Will. And hey, if that algorithm strikes us down, maybe the right algorithm will kick the other uh, things up a notch, as they say. Well, I mean, we can give them our, our contact information just in case, right here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, if... Um, if uh, if uh, the people behind Kotaku are listening, you can email us animeroundtable at gmail.com if you have any concerns or to the uh, people watching this, any, any um, thoughts you'd like to share. It's a nuanced discussion. We get it. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, we are mentioned there uh, at Anime Roundtable. We've long held those uh, handles. Held them since 2018. I'm so surprised that both were still there, but they are. And the links we just mentioned, we'll put up the uh, Kotaku story for uh, for this. Uh, wow, th- this is quite a story. We'll put up the link to the we'll put up the link to the um, article on our website on our blog animeroundtable.com. We'll probably link a uh, link um, some of uh, some of totally not Mark's uh, video reactions to this as well because it's. I'm sure he's uh, he's kind of reeling on that right now. It's but kind of funny. Are... I was thinking about it, Mike, just now. And another thing, I'm not sure if he changed the video on his Patreon. 
but I Maybe think not. either yesterday or earlier today, his intro video on YouTube that was on his Patreon was one of the videos that Toei pulled. And oh, it, was yeah. just, okay. it just put it all into light. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, cut, man, cut, off, cut off everything, right? Everything. Anyway, those there's that. But it sounds like hopefully everyone's coming together and uh, him and his team hopefully will have a good Christmas and stuff like that. And they're definitely thankful. And I think they'll help any other people that obviously would be in a similar situation. And hopefully everyone can come together and roll that ball right up the hill and maybe make enough noise. As we said, it's trended on Twitter and all this other stuff. But as we said, some people, I don't think that's enough because they're in this old way of thinking in certain uh, companies like Toei and hopefully someone there will hopefully be able to say something to the right person to make something happen. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be overnight. It's going to be more years to get the right uh, things going than uh, we hope, but hopefully we'll get there someday. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is, we'll talk about this. I'm sure again, uh, pretty soon. Okay. A couple of suggestions and this is kind of following up on what we have, uh, brought up as i said this is the first time we're trying or making any attempt to be on uh, twitch or youtube ourselves anyway by ourselves on any sort of live stream so hopefully there'll be some other programming to add god i mean i i did want to play a video game uh on this channel i'm not totally sure we could now after in light of everything that's happened the last uh little bit here one thing I do want to recommend, at least in terms of the links we just put up, at least from last episode, I mentioned uh, the Songs of Tokyo Festival, the uh, thing that uh, was taped back in October. As I said, the um, Western counterpoint or the overseas counterpoint to the Kohaku Utaka-sen. One thing that I would, would recommend, I think it's in part three of the, um, of the Songs of Tokyo Festival. They do a trio of songs that are covers of classic city pop songs if i'm to make a recommendation out of what, any song that you'll hear throughout the entire songs of tokyo festival two members of hina tazaka 46 do a cover of plastic love it was the first time i had ever heard that song but i learned it's considered a standard to the uh, genre the performance was um pretty well done i'd show an image from it but uh I think we'd, we'd be in trouble for that right away. But there's a link. So uh, check out. That's worth checking out. And uh, tell us what you think. Perhaps uh, appro uh, perhaps appropriately, the two members of Hinatazaka 46 who sung that song and whose names I uh, completely forgot. I would have to look it up. Um, Shiho Kato and Kyoko Saito. Um, they were wearing light blue. That's the color of Hinatazaka 48. Uh, the um, uh, Hinata 46. The uh, the bands and the the sister bands. They're all um, color coordinated, so they have specific colors. And Hinatazaka 46. Did I say 48 the entire way through? I might. I think have. you might have. I think I might have. Hinatazaka 46. Their uh, signature color is a light shade of blue. So it's appropriate that the uh, Two singers wore blue as well. And it's it's a recommended watch. And then much like um Hatsukoi back in May, I was I found myself looking at various versions, covers, performances of um of plastic love. 
and a couple of recordings of its original artist, uh, Maria Takeuchi, playing it and singing it as well. And um, apparently she was a very big artist back in the city pop days. I think one video you'll find of that is her of her and her husband performing it back in 2000. So there's a couple recommendations right there. So we're off and running, at least on the uh, video end. So did we get uh, more than uh, two, well, nope. three people, nope. which were two Mo's nope. and, two Mo's uh, and uh, Greg? Yeah. No, two, and, yeah, and Mr. Greg. Yeah, two Mo's and a Jeff. That's uh, about all who are listening, yeah. at least live. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, a few more will at least uh, check out this video as well. Of course, we're, we're going to take the audio and put this online uh, too. And I think that's where most people are going to listen to this. We'll put up the links to the uh, to the uh, YouTube and Twitch channels in the process, probably not the Facebook group. But that's all um, as we move forward. In any event, uh, that's all we got to talk about. I think we went longer than we should have, James. Hope the battery didn't run out on your computer yet. Oh, no, it's still good for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, as I said, it was kind of nice to try something like this uh, midweek. So thanks for the time, James. Thanks for um, at least testing uh, testing all this out. So I guess the real question, the viewers are wondering, we have the roadcaster, we have the new mic. So what other presence does Santa have for you, Mike? Well, I, I, I've, I, I've, to be honest, I've gotten all I want. <laughs> Oh, those I those for some cold to keep me warm, you know. Oh yeah, that, well, the, yeah, they were <laughs> that type of thing. Actually, this is we're actually I'm actually testing this on an old MacBook now. So, yeah, there's a there's a one more, at least one more change coming, at least in terms of the uh, equipment here. Oh. But, but um, that's uh, to come, and then you know as we uh, reach the uh, end of uh, 2021, I think we got a couple more recordings to go. So we'll talk about all of this in the near future. Yep. And it was a good uh, maiden voyage, as they say. And thanks again for having me on. Yeah, thanks for the time. Thanks for the time. Let's uh, see what happens when the others come on. Let us know. As I said, let us know in the comments. Let us know via email if you think the uh, full episodes, our regular roundtable episodes, belong on video as well. Plan is not right now. But that could change. Let us know. Anyway, uh, that's all we got. So uh, until next time. Thanks for listening and uh, join us whenever we, uh, what is it? Do you think we'll do episode 55 next or do you think we'll just uh, do another one of these? Eh, Who knows? You, you take a guess, James. We'll see if you're right. We'll see where the wind takes us. It might be a regular episode. I I suspect. Mm -hmm. Join us then. Thanks for listening.